This is Ian Dayborn on Cambridge 105 Radio. Winter means water, really, at Wickham. Um, obviously, we had a very dry summer, but we've had lots of rain in the last few months. And also, we take water out of the surrounding rivers and put it onto the fen and create some nice pools and wet areas for the birds. And so winter at Wickham actually is fantastic because we've got wading birds like lapwing, and then we've got ducks. There's a duck called the widgeon, which makes a whistling call. That breeds further up near the Arctic Circle, but it comes here because it's milder in the winter. So we've got all these birds. I mean, I saw... 500 lapwing up in a cloud in the sky the other day wow. so it's a great place to come walking and uh, looking for birds as well and do you find that you get a lot more of your seasoned bird watchers turning up at this time of year yeah we do actually yeah i mean spring and summer has its attraction but um this time of year yeah um we've got i mean sometimes you get short-eared owls coming through we've got hen harriers as well roosting on the fen which are a very rare bird marsh harriers breed here they're pretty rare still but we see them all year round but the hen harriers they just come here for the winter and they tuck themselves away in the reed beds at night time will you be open as it were over the christmas period Absolutely. Yeah. Wickham closes on Christmas Day. But other than that, we're open all the way through and the cafe will be open each day between 10 and 4, the visitor centre between 10 and half 4. And actually, the visitor centre just before dusk is a great place to look out of the fen and look for harriers and barn owls. So it's well worth a visit any time of day and any time of year. You were saying uh, before you came on that you've been uh, busy doing a bit of practical work. Tell us a little bit about the kinds of jobs that you and your colleagues are doing at this time of year. So now that birds aren't nesting, so between September and March, when they start again, uh, we can do some scrub clearance. So that means cutting down small trees. Um, And that may sound dramatic. Why are we cutting down trees? But the reason for that is that the Fenland habitat is quite rare and it's got some rare plants, some flowering plants uh, that are only found in this area. And if we let it get too grown up with trees, they kind of shade all the light out and then some of the rare species can't grow. So we uh, have a, a rotation of a few areas that we cut every few years and that way we've got a whole variety of different habitats and we can have maximum biodiversity so maximum different wildlife and that that makes it a fantastic place so in the winter we get stuck into some of this practical work with saws and loppers and even chainsaws and presumably i think you have volunteers up there helping you with some of that work Yeah, we do. I mean, there's a team of four of us that are lucky enough to get paid to do this. But then we've got, um, you know, 12 or more people as well that volunteer, kindly give their time. And they're a great bunch of people and they help us achieve so much more than we could do otherwise. I've also heard a rumour that you've been polishing up your your dance routine. You may be you may be a contender on next year's Strictly, I I hear. Is there any truth in that (laughs) rumour? Only the <laughs> only the smallest bit of truth that I've been trying to dance. I'm not a natural dancer. But yeah, you're right. I was doing um, a CBeebies programme, which was great fun. Then at the end, they said, oh, every guest does a dance at the end, which I wasn't expecting at all, but I got stuck in. <laughs> so, so, so tell us about the programme. Which programme and what did you have to do? It's a great programme called Teeny Tiny Creatures and... Uh, there's 15 minute episodes and they focus on a small thing whether it be a small bird or a small insect and the one I was involved in was about crane flies sometimes known as daddy long legs and uh, they phoned me up and said do you want to talk about crane flies I said well of course I've got loads in my garden they live in the lawn you see yeah. um, so they said oh great we'll come round and, and film there and uh, it's great to do my yeah my first bit of children's television it was great fun and you had a co-presenter I believe 
Haha, <laughs> yeah, my four-legged friend, my little uh, Oakley. black Labrador. Oakley, yeah, he was there, and uh, the film crew saw him and said, oh, let's let's get him on the action. So maybe I was upstaged by my dog, bless oh, him. I was going to say, he behaved himself, did he? Oh, he's he's a good boy, yeah, he's very good, yeah. And when you're doing something like that, t- tell me a little bit about what goes on. Is there a big crew of people who come to your garden to do it? How does it all work? So there was the presenter, Chantel, and there was a producer, a director, two camera and a sound. So, yeah, a, a crew of a few people. Um, and uh, it was probably about five hours that they were there um, going through it, filming different shots um, and uh, getting all the different angles. And of course, the wildlife has to be there as well. So that was the big thing. Um, filming about crane flies and looking at the difference between the male and the female. It helps if you have them there. And although there's a lot in my garden, there, you know, there, there wasn't that many that day. But thankfully, we managed to find what we needed. So uh, <laughs> work, when you're working with wildlife, you never know what's going to happen. No, and it's already gone out. So you've seen the result. Were you, were you happy with the way it turned out? Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, it looked lovely and sunny. And um, yeah, it was it was good fun. And I think that came across. And yeah, people have said nice things. So uh, what more could you hope for? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Once you make an appearance on television, it's amazing how many people who you're in touch with at the moment, but also people that you maybe have lost touch with spot you. Did you get a lot of messages from people about uh, about your appearance? Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, people with children that watch the programme and then a yes. few people that don't have children but still watched it. So uh, that's great. It appeals to all, all ages and that's fantastic. And I think learning about wildlife, children's programmes about wildlife, you know, I go back to the da- to the days of Johnny Morris and animal magic and all of that kind of thing, AJ, which you probably don't even remember. But I do think, I know with my own children, um, the really wild show and things like that, they learn kids really remember and learn a lot about wildlife through children's television don't they yeah that's very true yeah and we get people coming to wick and fen to visit and get involved in pond dipping and things like that and yeah some of the young people some of their knowledge and their enthusiasm is fantastic and that some of that has come from television programs so it's it's great that um people the new generation are getting inspired and excited about the natural world because that's so important and always lovely to see my main interest and my main mission, if you like, is to to get as many people to understand and appreciate the natural world as possible. And so you can obviously I do that in my job at Wick and Fen, which I'm very passionate about, but also being able to spread that message on radio and on television and reach more people and get them to enjoy the things I enjoy. Um, then that's something I'm really, really keen to do. It's been great to chat to you, as it always is. AJ, and you never know when you're a big star on BBC television or wherever, you'll look back on your appearances on Cambridge 105 Radio and, uh, well, hopefully you'll look back on them with affection. Absolutely. It's always good fun. Thanks, Ian. Thanks a lot. This is Ian Dayborn on Cambridge 105 Radio.